What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this week's episode of Pell's Pod, a New Orleans.network podcast. As always, I am your host, Raphael Rattler, joined by my fellow middle brother in the flesh, Garrick Money Rattler. What's popping with you, bro? Feel good to see you in person. It man. does. This is, it this does. Is, this is nice, man. Nick Nick got us in this, this really, <laughs> really elaborate setup, man. I kind of like it in here. I might, I might have to move up, up in here if he... Uh, you know, give me a bed over here on the side or something, man. But uh, yeah, just fresh out of the Pelicans game, man. Pelicans took a took a took their first L against the Jazz tonight. It was a it was a weird game, but uh, you know, all in all, you you know, you, I would say that you would probably be happy ish where the Pelicans are right now. But you know, all in all, it's been good, man. How's everything on your end? Uh, everything is good. It would have been a little bit better had there been some adjustments throughout the game, but we'll get into that yeah, before yeah, we yeah. go too far. Make sure, uh, you do us a favor, like the episode below, uh, most importantly, subscribe to Network. follow us on, uh, Instagram, follow us on YouTube, make sure you guys are locked in because we got a lot of content coming for you this, this year. So let's just talk about it. Let's just jump into it. Pelicans lose the game 122, 121 to the Utah Jazz. In the home opener, Zion goes down, Brandon Ingram goes down, Herb took a scary fall, Trey took a scary fall. Jose turned his ankle. A lot, a lot of things moving, a lot of moving parts. Um, give me your thoughts on the game. Give me your two cents. What were some of the things that stood out to you right away? Well, I think the Pelicans uh, got into some of their bad, old bad habits, uh, especially on the defensive end. Uh, you know, we saw... Uh, the Jazz kind of attack. Listen, they're they're a team. First of all, somebody should have told you know those players that they were tanking. Uh, did, I don't I don't think that they saw Victor Wembanyama this season <laughs> uh, in the offseason because they they could care less. Um, but you know they they played like a team that was free, right? Free of expectations, free of everything, right? They was just they just out there and played. But you know schematically, uh, they attacked, right? They they played Jonas Valanciunas off the floor as they should have. Uh, and then the Pelicans didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't do that to Kelly Olenek. They didn't do that to Walker Kessler. Uh, you know, they allowed those guys to kind of use their size against some of the smaller defenders against the Pelicans. And listen, the Pelicans have been, the first two games, they were stout defensively, uh, you know, but but they rely on a lot of, of finesse defense, right? Playing the passing lanes, uh, you know, having long arm athletes being in those, in those situations where when you get into the situation like the Jazz where, they went, you you saw a lot of like old Cleveland Cavaliers lottery marketing mm-hmm. where they played him at the three uh, and then surrounded him with Kelly Olenek and Walker Kessler. And you saw the results, right? He had 31 points. He was phenomenal tonight. And so you saw a lot of, of a bad switching. You saw a lot of bad uh, jumping for fouls. Trey Murphy, uh, you know, we talked about it. We kept saying that, you know, he as he gets more mature and gets more NBA minutes, uh, he has to learn how to use his body more. A lot of times he was leaning in bringing his arms down and, and, and everything. And also there was a lot of 
a lot of if questionable, we'll call it questionable uh, calls. But, you know, it is what it is as far as the referees go. But losing Brandon Ingram and Zion both, you know, back to back like that, I think, you know, it kind of took the wind out of the sails mm-hmm. a little bit. Shout out to CJ who kind of put the team on his back and right. tried his hardest. Uh, and bless his soul, he was he <laughs> he was going to carry this team to the finish line. But uh, but all in all, I think you know the the the, the Jazz. We were listening to it on on the way here, uh, and you you heard Larry Nance kind of talk about it. They just played harder. Mm-hmm. They just played harder. Uh, you you alluded to it. They played smarter as well. So um, all in all, I think you know it just was a, a, a you, you hated that it happened on the home opener. Um, but these are the type of games you know as as bad as the loss is. You saw a lot of guys step up when Brandon Ingram and Zion and even JV having a bad, as bad of a night that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw guys Larry Nance stepped up. Uh, you saw Jose kind of step up and do some things. Uh, Trey Murphy stepped up and do, do some things. And then CJ, uh, this is what you you know you extend him for. So uh, tonight was 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 tough, but you know it, it's a learning experience for the Pelicans, and hope hopefully Brandon Ingram and Zion are are, are right going forward. The thing that you know really jumped off the page for me was that. Like, the team came out flat, yeah. like extremely yeah, flat for absolutely. a home opener that was so anticipated, sold out crowd. It was loud in there. It was rowdy. Our keys to the game last week was Pelicans versus the emotions. Like, right. can you bottle it up, right? And can you make sure that, hey, you, you may be a little antsy first. Like Kyrie talked about in the first game, they came out antsy mm-hmm. in their home opener. The Pelicans did the same thing. But can you wave the storm? And as you saw... Brandon Ingram get comfortable. And as you saw him get to his spots, he had 10 points before getting injured. The Pelicans hit their first strike of adversity, right? Like you could call the, the Hornets game some adversity because they made it all the way back and they got the score close. But all in all, you felt as if the Pelicans were going to win that game. Right. Well, in this one, you got adversity early. And, and, and something we talked about is you played a team that plays very similar to you. Mm-hmm. They attack the basket. They play big. They've got tall guys three through five. They're going to k- keep coming. Colin Sexton off the but they're going to keep coming at the rim. You've got to be able to stop it and do so without fouling. And the Pelicans weren't able to adjust. To your point, I think B.I. going down was like, a, uh-oh, what do we do? This is our first chance to, to show the adversity. Zion's still figuring himself out, still getting his rhythm. And this is before the injury. But we don't know how to play through Zion because this is a totally different team. So what you saw was a fragmented offense where it was like, all right, Zion, go score two points. But there was no movement. Like all the things we've talked about in the two previous games and the preseason game, that stuff died for a while. And it took them a while to figure out how do we get everyone back into their roles, back into their, their momentum, back into their energy. And you didn't really get that until Najee Marshall came in the game. And he started playing defense until Larry Nance came in the game, start hustling and diving for rebounds. You really didn't see that for a good chunk of the game. And to your point on last podcast, you said if you let this team stay around, they're the type of team that could beat you in a five minute overtime period. And that's exactly what came out and did. So, you know, you and I, you know, we sat next to each other. We had, you know, a couple fans in front of us that are very animated. <laughs> yeah, they were they were lit. And they were very upset. Let me ask you this question. I know that, you know, there were a lot of calls that, you know, definitely could have gone the Pelicans way, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you see how the game has been officiated. But if you look at some of the box scores and you look at the first first week in its totality, the Pelicans got a lot of fouls called Mm -hmm. in their favor, right? Mm -hmm. Like they killed uh, last game, the Hornets at the free throw line. They went to the free throw line all day versus the Nets. But even still, you watch the game and you're like, 
there's a lot more free throws to be yeah. had. And yeah. so my question to you is, are the Pelicans putting officiating and putting the NBA in a tough spot? Because as far as physical as Zion is and B.I. is and J.V. is, those are all players that rely on getting to the basket, creating contact, and going to the foul line. Well, refs are going to look at scores just like we know that they do at halftime and say, well, we've caught 30 fouls for the Pelicans and five for this. What are you complaining about? Mm -hmm. But in reality, if they force the issue every time, you're supposed to call every time. What are your thoughts on how does this level out as the season continues? Yeah, I mean, we we saw this, you know, through Zion's rookie year, right? You're the the infamous the infamous uh, Daniel Gaffer game, right? The, against the the Wizards, and you know he got fouled a lot. And you saw it today, right? In in this game in particular, Zion didn't take his first free throws until like the the Jazz were up like twenty points or something like that. And um, you know that 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 you 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 there is some some weirdness about that because listen. Zion plays the game physical, right? We 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 talk about this. We talked about this his rookie year. We talk about this all the time. When you have a guy like this, right? You you think about Zion, you think about Giannis, you think about Shaq, guys who go to the rim and are hammered, and you can see it, right? You can see it. You can if you're at the game, you can hear it, and probably if you got your TV up loud enough, you can hear <laughs> it as well. Um, and so it does get difficult, you know, for Zion and to to kind of maintain his his composure while he's getting thrashed the way he's getting thrashed at the you know at the rim and things like that. And so, you know, I, I think it'll it will level itself out. The the Pelicans are a physical team as far as the offensive side goes. When you think about JV, you saw the, the play today where he had like eight. First of all, they need to go back and look at his rebound numbers because he had like eight. On he one did the most alone. Yeah, he had like eight yeah. rebounds on one play. Um, but when you when when you think about the physicality that they bring, and even Brandon Ingram who attacks the rim, and he gets a lot of fouls uh, as far as like you know the mid range shots and taps on the arms and things like that, it, it does get difficult for the the refs to call every single foul, and the refs are human just like everybody else, and so context matters. Context matters for the refs whether they want to you know admit it or not. You know there's there are times where you saw it today, right? Herb Jones would get a little ticky tack mm -hmm. foul, mm -hmm. but Zion would get threat you know hit at the rim. And he would be looking for a foul. And, you know, you've heard Shaq talk about how he, the refs would tell him, you're bigger, play through it. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's fair or not is part of the game. And so, you know, it's a situation where the, the Pelicans just have to continue attacking. Um, they have to make the, they have to put the refs in a position where either you have to make this call or you have to, you know, explain to people why mm -hmm. you didn't make the call. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just keep attacking and playing that same game and understanding that, the goal is to play through the contact. Don't mm -hmm. expect the foul, right? Go in and play as if you aren't going to get the foul. And then if you get it, be pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just a matter of just continuing attacking. Um, listen, you know, Zion is a is a superstar. Um, and, you know, as as far as like the NBA likes to market him and, and things like that. And so eventually I do think that it'll get to a point where he starts getting some of those calls and maybe Herb and the guys stop getting some of those young player calls or whatever they're getting. Um, but I think it's just more about keeping attacking and because you can't change your game, right? You like like you you can't expect Zion to start shooting threes now. Right, right. Um or, or pulling up from half court or something like that. Or same thing for Brandon Ingram and same thing for J V. So just keep attacking, keep keep your foot on the gas. Um and hopefully that it does, it does level out. But I can see the frustration through Zion um tonight for sure. Um and it kind of started to get to him. Uh, it brings out a bit of a beast in him. You see, it sometimes mm -hmm. he gets yelled at, but sometimes he gets a little frustrated and flustered, um, and it tends to, you know, kind of spill over into his misses. You saw a lot of misses at the rim 
where it looks like he was anticipating the foul. So hopefully they get it together, but you have to continue to keep to, to attack because the refs have to make those calls because if it's a foul in the first quarter, it's a foul in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, you look at it and you say, okay, well, Vanderbilt had five and Olin- Olenek had four, probably should have had five or six. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing what you need to do, right? You needed that's the formula for success for the Pelicans. Attack the paint, foul them out, get to the free throw line. Um, Coach Clifford for the Hornets said the most dangerous and the most important play in basketball right now is free throw mm-hmm. because that's the highest percentage of points that you're going to get. And the Pelicans are going to be great at getting to the line. Here's my question and, and, and answer this how you see fit. Do you think part of, you know, the frustration from Zion, especially in games two and three, the first game, you know, they blew, ran away with it. There wasn't much adversity in mm-hmm. that one. But you saw in the Charlotte game how Dave Plumlee was physical with him and he was missing. Do you think that's rust or do you think it's part of his maturity now moving forward in the league? Do you think that he's got to learn, to your point, to play through the – expect the contact and play through it, right? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it's a part of how does he get to the line? Do you have to flop some? Do you have to exaggerate? People knock LeBron for, hey, LeBron, you're – 6'8", 265 your whole career. You're bigger than everybody on the court. Why are you flopping all over the place? But guess what? LeBron gets the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Do you think it's part of that, or do you think it's just him getting time under his belt and getting custom to the NBA? I think it's a, little, it's a little bit of both. Listen, he's, he was off for a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you can't really, you can't really, like, simulate NBA basketball even if you're practicing with your your teammates, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not trying to hurt you, right? They're are not not trying to hurt you, but they're not being as physical as a team who's playing against you will. And so, you know, I I do think there is a little bit of rust there. You know, he has to just get back to that rhythm that you know that he is accustomed to, um, and things like that. And now, you know, but I, on the other side, like there's film on Zion now. Mm-hmm. Like even his rookie year, you know, he he's the number one pick, but but you. You don't really know how to guard a Zion, right? You you don't, um, and still now you really don't have. But there's a there's at least tape, right? And there's mm-hmm. like, okay, this guy is living in the paint, right? He is living, especially this season. He is living in the paint. He isn't taking very many threes or very many shots outside of the paint. And so you're he's seeing two and three bodies, um, you know, and people are touching him before he even gets to you know the defender at the rim. And so that's a that's a part of it, right? Like you have to understand that this isn't going to be just like it was your rookie year where you could just bowl over people because mm-hmm. they 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 didn't really know how to guard you. Do I need to put a small guy on you? Do I need to put a big guy on you? Now you're seeing everybody, right? right. And even with this team being as 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 deep and having so much uh many different players, Zion is still going to be the 1A as far as right. defensive uh assignments go because uh you have to it's more it's not schematic when it comes to him. It's more like do what bodies do we need right. in front of him versus right. like you know, uh, uh, defending Brandon Ingram is more about like you know the schematic part. Like, can I can I f- force him this way? Can I force him that way? Um, and so Zion just has to learn that you you know you're this is the defense now. This is your life as an NBA star, as a max contract player. You're going to see three and four bodies. You're going to get hit. You're going to get fouled. Um, but you have to again. You have to understand that the that the that the, the refs are only going to call the fouls that they think are fouls, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you think it is a foul, they're not going they may not call it. And you just have to play through that and understand that, you know, you have to score, you have to to attack with the intention to score as mm-hmm. opposed to looking for the foul. Now, there is some truth to, to him having to do a little bit of acting because that's, you know, you have to sell the foul. You saw mm-hmm. Kelly Olynyk just fall on the ground oh, at the man. end of the third yeah, quarter that was, that was <laughs> trying to get a, a foul uh, because that's what they, you know, that's 
that's a that's a savvy veteran trying to get a cheap foul at the end of the quarter. And so, um, you know, it, it's a little bit of everything. I think, you know, Zion's still a very young player, right? A very mm-hmm. young guy. And so he's learning uh, as far as and, and growing in, in the game. And I think that he'll learn as the season goes, um, you know, that, you know, these fouls that, that you think that you're going to get, majority of the time you're not going to right. because you're so much bigger in things and they think you should play through it. And if that's the case, then you have to continue to attack, but attack with the intention to score um, and not to like look for the foul because that's what happens. You leave it short because you think the foul is coming. It may come and now they're off to the races. Um, but I think that there's there are other things and we'll get into that that Zion that we saw today uh reared his ugly head as far as Zion goes. So we'll, you know, we'll we'll see. Right. So it it sucks that Brandon Ingram went out the way that he did because he played so well in the first two games and he was off to another great start in this one. What are your takes from B.I. over the week? Obviously, you know, the stat line speaks for itself, but I just think the way that you look at him and the way that he's approaching the game and how he is so in control of what's happening, when it's happening, knowing when to turn it on, knowing when to look for other players, knowing when to ramp it up defensively as well, that, again, you got to think that the outcome of this game probably looks different if Brandon Ingram does not sit out three-fourths of the game. Yeah, yeah. But what are your thoughts, initial impressions of Brandon Ingram after one week? Yeah, B.I. has, he's been as good as advertised, if not better, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's shown an ability to be um, a closer, an initiator, uh, you know, a a guy who's setting up people. Uh, He's he's worn a lot of hats or a lot of t-shirts, we should say, underneath his jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's, again, part of his growth, right? He is growing. He went through a season last season, unlike Zion, right? He went through a season of straight-up tumultuous season to start off right. um, and then had to drag himself and his team um, out of that. And you you heard that when we were talking, uh, when we we sat down earlier and we saw the introductions, um, you saw Zion get, you know, Zion got a really, really tremendous applause, but Brandon Ingram's applause was incredible, right? Like, they, the, 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 the way that the the city and the, the fan base reacted to him that shows you what he went, you know, the, the things that he went through last season and the way he connected and things. And so, you know, he's growing and he's maturing and now he's taking this next step on the court where you see him defending, you see him playmaking. And then in third, like, especially in the third quarter uh, in, in Charlotte, where he just like, was like, get out the way. I got this. Um, in uh, third quarter in Brooklyn, where he just went mano and mano. Um, and it looked like, like Rick Ross idols become rivals, uh, with Kevin Durant, but he, he knew that the team needed that right at that moment. And you saw him dig out and get that. And so to see Brandon Ingram kind of mature and do these things that, you know, that a superstar, right. A, a number one, uh, a number one team, uh, player, uh, number one option on a team to see them, to see him do these things, uh, only shows that, you know, his development and the Pelicans, uh, kind of inv- investing in him was the correct decision, right? right. And, and now, you know, you, you get this situation where people are talking about does Brandon Ingram want to be a 1A and 1B? And the only reason why that uh, why that happens is because Brandon Ingram has shown the ability last season in the postseason and now starting this season that he can be, you know, the best player on your team and the best player on the court, uh, on the floor. And so, you know, it sucked that he, w- he was injured. I think that Brandon Ingram would have a lot of those situations where, like, the, 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 the Jazz went on those runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Brandon Ingram's like his just, all right, I'm standing here at the elbow, give me the ball, I'm going to turn around and shoot it, would have quelled some of those those mm-hmm. runs. Uh, so it sucks that he wasn't there, but hopefully that he can get back, uh, you know, he and Zion hopefully can both get back for that, that game against the Mavericks. 
I don't know about that because I, I think Brandon Ingram might be out for a little bit. Um, if it's a concussion, I don't know how that works differently from the NFL. Like, uh-huh. are you out a week? Are you out two weeks? Don't ask what does the NFL that look like? Yeah. Who knows? They don't know what to do with it either. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing what to do, what I, I've got to get some. I got to get some critiques. I got to get some feedback off of. What did you like? What didn't you like from the week that was from really green? Because I've got some feedback from this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me so far in terms of the rotations that you've seen, the lineups that you've seen, the adjustments that you've seen throughout the week. Mm-hmm. What was your, what was your initial thoughts there? I think the that Willie Green is suffering from having too many players he deems capable, okay. um, and too many players. Not not too many players. It's, it's a good problem to have. But sometimes it turns into a bad problem, and yeah. you start seeing these lineups and, and and you know these these maturations of of guys on the floor where it's like you know this 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 doesn't make sense. Um, you know, you Dyson Daniels, you know, getting a couple of minutes in blowouts uh, times, but you know he you seen that he has defensive capabilities, but he's not playing. And then Devontae Graham comes in, and he's not giving you you know he's giving you he's knocking down some shots in the preseason, so you you get a, a renewed belief in him but he comes out and he gives you three points here two points there and he's also a defensive liability and a rim protection block hey man listen <laughs> hey i don't know what got into mount killerman Devontae <laughs> graham tonight but that was that was a that was a hell of a block i gotta give him that but um but but you know there's just a, a lot of s- situations where it seems like willie green believes in his players um and and which is fine which which works in and, and, and which is part of the reason why you love willie green and why the pelicans love him and wanted to bring him in um, because of that players coach mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but they but but there are situations where it's like, man, that it's very obvious that you could be playing somebody else at this point. Um, you know, Trey Murphy getting his minutes early. Um, but then like, you know, he he sits down for a while and then you 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 see this these other Jackson Hayes doesn't get any pl- very little playing time today where obviously you needed length and athleticism. Mm-hmm. You sit JV down and you 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 know you you give Larry Nance all of those minutes. But Jackson Hayes is just as athletic, and if not more, than Larry Nance can play that defensive inning um, and things like that. And so it would have been good to see see some of that. But you know, I, I know you have some really some really serious things that that happened today uh, that we saw really in this Utah game where it seemed like the ro- the rotations got a little bit away from Willie Green. So I want you to talk about what you saw tonight because I know that's the one we we were sitting there like. What is happening right now with yeah. these, this, this, some of these backcourts and stuff? So go ahead. Well, you know, if Kelly Olynyk doesn't get a drive to end the best to end the game, we might be having a different conversation, right, right. maybe. But again, I'm not going to start with the bad. I'll start with the beginning of the week. Again, they came out, they executed flawlessly mm-hmm. versus the Nets. Like mm-hmm. they were the most dominant team on the court. Mm-hmm. You could tell that the rotations they had worked on, basically everything you've seen so far in the in the preseason carried over to the regular season, right? And so then you didn't really, again, you had no adversity in the first game. Mm. The second game versus Charlotte, you did have some adversity. And there were some lineups, questionings that I had in that one where I'm like, okay, if you see that you're being beat by a certain thing, you have to adjust in the moment. You've got to be able to get the right guys in place to either get you a bucket offensively or to get stops on the defensive end. And I feel as if, he went into to that game, and I, I think B.I. kind of bailed the team out a little bit in the Charlotte game. But I went into, I feel as if he went into that game with, like, these are the rotations we want to work out. These are the guys that we think play best together. And so, like, we're going to send them out in waves, like hockey shifts. These are three are coming in. These three are coming off, and so on and so forth. 
But then you got to this game where you lose Brandon Ingram early. You lose Zion to a scary fall. And at that point, it's like, all right, the roster is what the roster is. You got CJ cooking. But outside of that, not a lot of people generating the offense. Where do I go to get a basket? Well, at the time, the reason why you weren't getting baskets because you weren't getting stops. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. And what Utah did was said, okay, B.I.'s not in there. Zion's out. We're still going to play big. And we're still going to go to the goal. And the Pelicans, instead of using some of that size. Now, again, who knows with Jackson? They probably had a pitch count on Jackson in Mm. terms of numbers of minutes, him coming off the injury. But to your point, like, why not a Larry and a Billy, Mm -hmm. right? There were times where you were getting stops. And you just need to get a bucket to put them away in regular regular uh, regulation. You and I were talking about it. Why not make an offense defense switch? Mm-hmm. Bring JV in to dominate the post, get you a bucket, or at least get to the foul line. Didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Didn't make an adjustment there. Yep. There were times in the end of the game again. For as great as CJ was and, and, and phenomenal he was on the offensive end, I don't think CJ is one of your top five defenders. No. Nope. So if you just need a stop. Why are you not putting your best defenders on the floor? Like there, there are times where you just got to stop thinking and just say what makes sense from a basketball standpoint, right? right. And, and I feel like there were too many of those over the last two games, right? When 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 he brought when Willie Green brought JV in to kind of get to that at that last sub in in overtime with like twenty seconds left, he got he brought him in to get a rebound, and then mm-hmm. they called a timeout, and then he brought him back. He, he sat him back down on offense, and listen again. I understand that JV is having a bad night, you know, offensively. He was two for 11, but he still has the ability to set screens and roll, right? And so you saw it work over and over again with Larry Nance, right? Larry Nance had two or three posterizing dunks on Larry Marketing, uh, straight off of the pick and roll, dumps off to, to uh, you know, to Larry, and he, he finished. And even if you get to a situation where you're down, you know, down a point or whatever at the end of, in overtime, you sub JV in, and even if he doesn't score, his presence, right, the rolling, opens the floor up even more for CJ, right? Mm-hmm. And so now CJ's going one-on-one with other Lowry marketing and things. But there were situations, and it, it, it kind of spread across the board, right? There was, they, were, they were going at Zion defensively. They were going at, uh, they were going at CJ JV, defensively. Yeah. They were going at JV defensively. They were going at the, the, you know, those guys defensively. But they played JV off the floor, right? They, they, they forced Willie to take... 20 JV had 30 and 13 last game mm-hmm. and the jazz played him off the floor. And when you got a team out there with Larry marketing and uh, Walker Kessler and, uh, and Kelly Olenek, all three of those guys out there who not only are, you know, you know, not the greatest defenders, but they would win a lot of Kevin love awards, right? You <laughs> yeah, know, you yeah. know, the Kevin love yeah. um, awards, the, a lot of those awards, yeah. um, so you have to attack those guys, right? Attack those slow-footed guys, those those non-athletic guys, and and they just didn't, right? right. They let those guys kind of stay out there offensively. And when you're running Jose and Devontae Graham and, and Najee, and there's and there's three big men out there, you get what you got with the Kelly Olenek game winning shot where he gets in the middle of the floor and just basically bowls down the middle of the lane and gets a layup um, because there is little to no uh, defensive resistance. And so... I think you know the the defense was obviously they came out flat tonight for sure, and the defense was was the was the key part of it. But Willie's you know Willie's rotations tonight, um, especially in that second half when Zion and Brandon Ingram kind of went down, um, you know some of those were were you know you you have to ask yourself what was what was gone with those. But again, this is early in the season. 
you know, this is not like football where, you know, it's the weekend, you got to sit on it. Uh, you know, you, you, you right back on it, um, you know, Tuesday. So you have to make sure that you are doing the things, uh, you know, and, and learning from these situations and, and learning who's not to play and, and things like that. So it's a long season. Um, and so, but, but I think that the rotations are definitely something that is going to be, you know, addressed and talked about and, and put out there. Um, especially when the team gets whole again, whenever that will be. Right. I mean, I think the thing that you have to remember in all of this is that Willie Green, it's his first time coaching this group mm -hmm. as well, right? Like having Zion in the mix and knowing what to do with him is new to him because he didn't get that opportunity mm -hmm. last season. So he's figuring that out. And it's still his second year, right? Like he doesn't have all the answers. And I expected there to be some growing pains at the beginning. Um, and, and this kind of came into the one. I think that the area that, that really was a problem for me, especially tonight was that, you know, once you have your two, you know, Larry Nance says, he was like, once you get 50 points sitting down, it's hard to make up those points. And so what you saw was the Trey out there, Herb out there, they're pressing like on offense. Trey was trying to do a little too much off the dribble. Herb was trying to cut a little too much because yeah. the shot wasn't going down. And so to your point, when you have a JV available, you've got to put him on the court to stabilize the offense or people are going to start doing a little too much, yeah. right? And so in that scenario, you've got to kind of help your players a little bit more. And so, again, I, I expect this to be a growing process. I think that it's going to take them some games under their belt to, to figure out not only what are the rotations, but what happens when the rotations break down and, like, you can't go with what you plan to go with yeah, anymore. Pairing the two two of the alphabet boys together, right. where you don't have that. If that's yeah. not available, mm -hmm. then what? Right? Mm -hmm. Then how do you generate off offense? Like Jose did his best to try to spark some life from a defensive standpoint, and it worked. Right? It got the Pels back in the game. He hit a big three, but then like you see him try to hit like a sidestep three, and like that's not mm -hmm. Jose's, Jose's game. But with no Brandon Ingram and no Zion. He feels as if, hey, if CJ's being doubled every time he catches the ball, it's got to be me. Yeah, that they ran into that that possession, that possession where they passed it around the three point line, and nobody right. would shoot, nobody would drive, and then you know uh, Jose had to do this thing, and then another one where Herb they did the same thing, they just passed it, passed it, passed it, and Herb just went. He, I guess he said screw it and went down the middle of the lane. He got a foul of the and one, but you know, like you say, it, when when people start to try to try to to make up for those points. Uh, that's when you get out of, out of out of pocket, you get out of character, and you end up with like 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 you say, Jose throwing up threes and uh, you know step back threes and, and things like that. And so um, it got it got haywire. But listen, you the the, the Pelicans weren't going to go undefeated right. uh, on the season. You were going to run into some situations like this. Um, that Jazz team might not be as bad as everybody thought they were. Um, and so you know that I they I guess Minnesota has found that out. Uh, Denver. Denver has found that out, and now the Pelicans. Those are three quality wins, and right. so maybe the Jazz weren't as bad. I, I, I mentioned it on 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 earlier that this was a team that, even if the, though it was the home opener, they had names on the roster that you were like, "Oh, I know who this guy right. is." Colin Sexton came off the bench for them. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is starting for them. Mike Conley is their starting point guard. Those are you know two veterans and a young guy who is still trying to um, you know make a way for himself in his league, and so. Uh, you know, those guys were, they came out, they play harder. When you, when you have a team that plays harder, um, more times than not, like I tweeted today, if you fly too close to the sun enough times, you're going to get burned. Right. So that's what happened tonight. Right. So let me ask you this. What's your grade of Zion after one week? Hmm. I think Zion, I, I would give him, I would give him a B. Okay. 
Okay. I would give him a B. I think that he he looks he looks phenomenal. He looks I'm physically right. He looks like he's in shape. His conditioning. He, he's played playing minutes. Um, even tonight when he fell, he you know the the story is that he wanted to come back in right and out of a, out of an abundance of caution they they left him out. Um, he's scoring well. Um, I, he could be a lot better efficient efficiency wise, and I think that his scoring can go up if if he once he gets his win and he gets his legs underneath him. And when we talk about mid season form, mm-hmm. um, defensively, you know he he played well the first game in Brooklyn. The Charlotte game, he played he played decently. Tonight was a was a bit of a struggle for mm-hmm. him defensively. I think tonight he got attacked tonight mm-hmm. for the first for the first time in a while, right? right. Since he's been back, um, they went at him relentlessly. They went and went, went at him with Colin Sexton. They went at him with Kelly Olynyk, right? Even it wasn't even just switches; it was his man going at him. Um, and I think you know as he gets into his his midseason form, he gets because we saw him come back and. Uh, get the chase down blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 had a steal tonight, and so you see like the the defensive impact plays, right? Mm-hmm. You see the steals, the the box. But what you want to see is the non like the non glamorous plays, right? Getting beat back door. Um, you know, uh, keeping your guy in front of you, right? Um, and 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 not having those defensive lapses. Uh, those are the ones that he has to get better. But all in all, I would give him a B because I think, you know, it's it's very difficult to come back after 500 plus mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. of not playing basketball and then get thrust into a situation where, you know, you are the the 1A, right? Or 1B or whatever you are that night, but you are the one, right? You are a one. Um, and so I think it's going to take him some time to get there. Um, what we've seen so far from him has been really good, but the defensive end, we, we knew that was going to be the situation coming forward. Like it, how much better did he get defensively, um, and that's the side of the ball that I think the the uh, the shots are going to fall. They're going to get they're going to stabilize a little bit. We know him to sh- to shoot over sixty percent from the field, so a fifty percent night we're like, mm, you know. But I think that that's going to stabilize. But that defensive side tonight, um, because like I talked about earlier about having film. Now there's even film on right. more right. of you being attacked on defense, and so now with Luca coming in, oh uh, well, you know if Zion played, but but. But if if he plays with a, with Luca come who hunts that religiously, like right. that's the offense. Um, you know, you have to know that that's what the tape that they're going to see. And so, you know, I'd give him a B. I, I I like what I've seen so far, but I you know I want him to get better uh, efficiency wise and defensive wise. What about you? I'm either going B minus or C plus. Okay, and this is why everything you said is fair. He's he's missed a lot of time and. Anybody knows, even Kawhi is coming off the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it takes you a while because you're playing against the very best in the world at this game. It takes you a while to get back to whatever level you were prior to whatever injury that you were. The reason why I say B minus or C plus is more mentality and attitude than it is performance. Mm-hmm. There are too many times early in the Charlie game. Again, I kind of throw the next game out because there was no adversity. Everybody was having fun because they were blowing them out the entire game. There were too many times in the Charlotte game and in tonight's game where Zion's not getting a call and it's forcing him to hang his head and run back or jog back on defense where he's not locked in and he's not paying attention to your point on his assignment or whatnot. That's a mentality thing, right? Mm-hmm. If I get it. If you're not getting the calls the, and his shots, even the ones where even the ones where he's filed and he's accustomed to making are not falling as well, that's got to be frustrating. But you can't let that be your entire game, right? I feel as if we had this exact same conversation 
about Trey Murphy last year. If the three's not falling, that can't be your entire game, right? Mm -hmm. You have way too much skill to let that be the only reason why, you know, you're not locked in and you're not maintaining. Because to your point, when Brandon Ingram goes down, you've now got to assert yourself as we're not losing the game because I'm on the court, right? And so what you saw was him looking for the easy butt. He was getting frustrated because the Pelicans weren't starting easy uh, offense because they weren't getting in transition. They weren't pushing the pace, which has been talked about all season long. And you saw him start to kind of hang his head a little bit and, and not take shots. Like there was a wide open three where literally, I think it was Larry Markman who was sitting in the paint. And I'm like, Zion, shoot the ball. Mm. Like well, you see, you've been working for almost a year and a half on shooting the ball. I'm sure you're wide open. Shoot the ball. If you miss, you miss. Right. There's been no counter. Like, I think Zion had more counters prior to this. Mm -hmm. he, every single play has looked the same. I'm going to either put you in the post and I'm going to spin over my right shoulder with my left hand, or they're going to run that same action where Zion catches the ball on the pick at the three-point line and he's going to try to bully through whatever. Mm -hmm. That has been every play, every single play up to this point. And so for me, I'm like, okay, so when do you go to the other side? When do you try to a, a, a floater? When do you try to mid-range? You've got to try these things in order to become good at them. If you don't ever try them, you're going to become the same player. And so for a player who sat out for so much time, you would have thought that he would have added some of these things to his game to at least experiment with at the beginning part of the season. And so for me, I think he could be a lot better. Again, I think a lot of it, I tweeted out, the lot, a lot of the miss that misses that he's had right now in a month are going to be makes. Mm -hmm. But at again, you're not talking about games in a month. You're talking about games in May. You're talking about games in June. That's what you're looking for. So I'm looking for more out of Zion than that effort. Your body language means so much as a leader on this team. And when it's down in the dumps and you're giving up plays, that's what your team is going to happen. And that's how you get down 17 to a jazz. So that, that's kind of my two cents on it. What are your thoughts on the bench up until this point? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, the guys have come in. Trey Murphy has has done, you know, he's exactly, uh, again, better as advertised. His his shot is is has been really well. Tonight, again, I think it was a bad defensive game for everybody. I think it kind of snowballed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it just, like, kind of snowballed. Uh, he, he, got, he got his lumps tonight, too, as well. Um, man, that that jazz team had had the Pelicans scrambling tonight. It, it was is. crazy. Um, yeah, and so they they I think he got his lumps tonight. But the first two games, um, I think he played well. Uh, his his shot is is what what it is. Jose, um, he's giving you that same defensive end. I think you know he his offensive game is coming along. Um, but you know it, it's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you know and and really honestly the the guy who you know I think Trey Murphy has has shown has shown well. Uh, but I think. I think Jackson, when when he gets together, I think he's gonna be. You see what you miss out of mm -hmm. Jackson now, right? Mm -hmm. You see that 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 rim protection, that defensive aggression, um, and I think that he's gonna bring a really good spark uh, when he comes uh, back and, and gets healthy. Uh, the bench has been has been you know okay. Uh, I think we've been very the you know the Pelicans have been very very uh, starter heavy, mm -hmm. very very being carried by the starters. Which they should, right? right. They, you 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 expect them to do so, but I think that the the bench has done a good job, kind of plugging in the holes mm -hmm. where they need to. I think Brandon Ingram after the Charlotte game, uh, he described you know the the best version of this team being as uh, you know whenever we need whatever we need, it's on the team. 
I think that that's a good description of this this team, what they have. They have so many things that if you need shooting, you have a Trey Murphy. If you need defense, you have Jose, you have Najee, uh, you have uh, Dyson Daniels when he gets his minutes. Uh, again, shooting, you have Devontae Graham and things like that. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. How long do you see Dyson fighting? For I think that's rotation? that's the next move. I think the next move is you you've you've given and I hate to keep harping on him, but he he is the. You you have two small point guards that you play in, and Jose is the guy that Willie has found a uh, trust in, right? You saw him close the game against Philly, uh, I mean, against uh, Phoenix uh, in the, the playoffs. But I think that Dyson, whenever he, whenever Willie gives him the reins and, and gives him that opportunity, I think that when he when he comes in, because he brings the defense, he brings ball movement and he brings def- uh, defensive intensity. Uh, and I think that he, that is the, the, the the next logical step, right? Mm-hmm. To have that guy come in because if Devontae Graham isn't going to come in and then immediately give you three out of five from three or two out of three from three, like immediately, at they uh, attack him. They mm-hmm. attack him defensively. And I think that you you can't do that with Dyson. Dyson has shown, even in his preseason uh, games, he had like eight blo- uh, eight steals and four blocks or three blocks. And, and that's real defense, right? That's real NBA defense. And Larry Nance talked about it. This team is going to score it starts on the defensive end. Um, and so I, I think guys like Larry Nance and, and Dyson Daniels, for sure, uh, they need, when they get more when they get more minutes in Jackson, when he comes back, um, when those three guys are are, are, are put into the to, to the rotation, obviously Larry has played a lot of minutes um, now, but when, when those guys kind of get together on the defensive end, along with obviously Jose, um, I think you'll have a good balance of defense because you won't, it, like it's not five out, five in. Right. Um, and so you'll, you'll have, You'll pepper those guys in with the the the, the uh, alphabet boys and and Herb and all of that, and so I think you get a good balance of passing and defense and and uh, transition attacking and things like that with Dyson that you don't don't get with Devontae Graham. Right. And so I think that comes soon. I think it does come soon. I I think he you know I he's making him earn these minutes. Willie's making him earn these minutes, which is fine. Right. You want to make sure that you're giving this guy and letting this guy know that hey, this is a a a. a a team with big aspirations. And so you have to earn these minutes, right? We're not going to just give them to you because you're the new shiny toy here. Um, and I, But I think it happens soon. So I think that I look at the situation, I'm like, oh, man, well, we have a great example in Trey Murphy last year where everybody screamed, put Trey in, put Trey in. Mm-hmm. He wasn't ready. Sat him down, went to the G League, whatnot, came back, and was a huge, huge boost for the team at the end of the last season. I think the situation with Dyson is different because – Dyson has been playing professional ball for a long time. Shout out to Arthur. I, I sat next to him on the on the plane ride this morning, and we talked about Pelicans the entire ride. He was like, you know what? Dyson's been playing professional ball overseas for a long time. He already knows how to use what he has, mm-hmm. right? And Trey had to kind of figure that out. If you're going to put Devontae Graham in and he's going to end up with three points or five points or six points, well, what's the biggest deficit in Dyson's game? His ability to shoot the ball. Well, if you're not getting shooting from Devontae, you know at the very least, to your point, Dyson's giving you defense. Dyson's giving you activity. He's giving you blocks. He's getting you boards, all of those things. But I think the element that's been missing in this team up until this point, even through the 2 and one record, is that transition happiness. Like, that's where they should live. The, the mm-hmm. Pelicans should be... Showtime Pelicans, because of all the athletes, KD said it. He was like, they got a lot of athletes on that team. They can get out and run. But you haven't really seen that. Like, 
even this game, like some of the fast breaks were like clunky mm-hmm. and guys just throwing it up ahead. And it was like, what is this? That's what Di- that skill set that Lonzo had. That's what Dyson has. And so if he can't shoot the three, fine, but he's going to get transition buckets. I see somebody in the comments and people who are sitting next to us like, why are we not throwing lobs to Zion? Why are we not throwing lobs to Larry? Why can no one do that? Dyson can do that. Like, that's his skill set. Like, that's mm-hmm. how he facilitates offense. And so, ooh, them, them, yeah, them, them entry passes definitely came back man, uh, in front to haunt, man. Man, Ew. look, we, we thought that they worked on it. Like, that's still man. that's still area of weakness. Yeah. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for him to fight it because I think it's different. I think it's a different situation than Trey last year. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'll be interested to see how long it takes for him to crack the roster. Cause again, it, Willie Green's biggest thing is defense. Well, you know, Dyson can do that. Yeah. And he, so, say, he said in the preseason that a lot of things that people were saying about Herb Jones, they were saying about Dyson as far as defensive. So show it, you know, right. put him on the floor and let him show it. The only way you can get good at playing basketball is to play basketball. So. Right. So again, I think this will be a learning lesson. I think it was going to take you 10, 15, 20 games to feel, realize, all right, this is what this person does well. This is what this is when I'm going to put this person in. Here's where I'm going to make this adjustment and so on and so forth. So you got to give them some time. But that being said, to your point, this is the NBA. You don't get seven days or 11 days to respond. You get one. You get one <laughs> night to breathe. And then, oh, by the way, you got to play number 77 for Dallas. Let's get into that. Again, who knows who's available at this point? The Pelicans roster or the Pelicans injury report might look like the Saints oh by t- by tomorrow. But what are some of the things you're looking for? Obviously, Dallas just came off a drumming of Memphis, where they're playing extremely well. They blew a lead to the Suns, which I'm sure that that didn't go over well with Luca, so he responded accordingly. Got Luca. Christian Woods playing extremely well. What are some of the things you're looking for in the Dallas matchup on Tuesday? Well, you're going to see a lot of pick and roll and a lot of hunting. Uh, I think what we saw with JV being played off the floor today, I'm very, very, very nervous that it's going to happen again um, against Dallas. Uh, Luka is is notorious for hunting uh, a mismatch and attacking it over and over again. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm, you know, hopefully, you know, Willie is 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 turn, talking about that. You saw him kind of go to Larry Nance early and kind of stay there, right? And and JV uh kind of took a bench, right? Took a took a took a bench in today uh because of it. So I I'm 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 a little worried about that part. Uh you know, Luke is a is a is a low defensive leap, but you know, Herb again last season took his lumps from from Luca. And I think that, you know, hopefully he he learned he's been in foul trouble a lot this season. Another thing I'm worried about, um, you know, Luca is known for drawing fouls, right? And, and, and getting fouls. But what I do think that the Pelicans can can do, and obviously we talked about it today, talk about it, gotta talk about it, attack the paint. Mm-hmm. They 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 have you know JaVel McGee, but other than that, their bigs are like Maxi Kleber mm-hmm. and Christian Wood, guys who not trying to play defense, right? Guys who are not banging down low and and, and doing things like that. Kleber has been a, a a better defender, um, but he can't stop JV. He, he's not big enough, right? He's not. It's very similar to like Nick Claxton against JV. I was wondering like mm-hmm. how we were gonna do that. And so I expect them to attack the paint. Um, they need to attack the paint re- relentlessly, right? They need to attack Luca, very similar to how Phoenix did uh, in the playoffs. That whatever game that was, where they he said it, they embarrassed him. Where you put him in the pick and roll the same way he attacks, uh, you know, your pick and roll, your guys, and you make him defend, right? You make him defend, and you attack the rim, and you make Christian Wood have to make defensive plays. You make Max Kleber have to make defensive plays. 
um, and you mo- you move the ball, continue to move the ball. Um, and I think that you can, you know, you can compete in, in a game like this. Luca is uh, obviously on a mission, right? He, he, mm-hmm. he he's coming in shape. Uh, he kind of di- he dominated in, in Euro basket. And so you're going to have to defend like crazy uh, and you're going to have to attack the paint. So, you know, a lot of, you know, assault on the on the on the paint that we saw in the first two games. Uh, not so much this game where it seemed like they got to let the fouls get into their head and they kind of faded away and did things like that. Uh, but they need to attack. They need to attack Luca and they need to attack the paint um, and live in the paint and play to your strengths. Right. If they're going to try to play JV off the floor, make sure on the offensive end you're making his presence felt. Um, because if you're not, and you're just not going to him on offense and then letting him get cooked on defense, you know, what good is JV to you? So attack the paint, attack Luca. I mean, you, you bring up a great point in that Nets game right out the gates, like the first possession of the year is going to JV on the ball. Mm-hmm. You saw very little of that today. Yep. Like most of it was him trying to get rebounds and put them back up instead of just like dunking the ball. But I think that that's a part of it too. I think that's part of the growing pains that the team is going to experience. Because to your point, how many times did you feel as if the Pelicans hunted someone on their team? Right. Like in any of the three games, it was just like, whatever the play is, whoever ends up on defense as the defender is the defender. And that's what it is. I think that the Pelicans need to do more of finding the worst defender on the floor and attacking them over and over and over. To your point, you make a great point on her versus Luca. There have been a lot of fouls. I think that's kind of a trend. Defensive guys early in seasons don't really know what they can get away with. They've been mm-hmm. playing summer ball mm-hmm. all along without referees. So now it's like, okay, you need to settle back down. Like you saw Ben Simmons file out, stuff like that. Like defensive guys have got to kind of level in. You remember at the beginning of last year, Herb, Herb was getting a bunch of files yeah. then too. Mm-hmm. So like I think that that will take some time and that will that will come across. And I think that Herb will sell it in. I think he'll be locked in. Especially coming off a bad game, I would I, I would call this a bad game for Herb mm-hmm. defensively as well. Like he was he was doing uncharacteristic things for Herb, and so I expect him to be locked in for a matchup like Luca. Something that I am really intrigued with is Dallas is a very good defensive team. Mm-hmm. They're gonna to your point, they're gonna know what you're trying to do, whether Bi Zion's on the court, whatever it is, and they're gonna take that away. How do you counter? How do you respond? Do you stick to what you do? You start throwing up threes, right? At no point. Should the Pelicans, I think there's very little games where the Pelicans should shoot more threes than the other team mm-hmm. because that's just not their strength. That's just not what they do. Do you deviate from that? Do you start shooting contested jumpers? Like what, what happens then? Like how do you respond in adversity, right? And this is the first nationally televised game for the Pelicans. Yep. Now you're on TNT, supposed to be Zion versus Luka. How do you respond to that? Again, you're coming off a devastating loss potentially losing two of your superstars, the injury. Now you got to go play Luca. What is your response level? Again, you talk about the makeup of this team, the grit of this team. Typically, good teams respond to bad losses, right? So what does that look like, right? And so that's your first game, and it doesn't really get much easier after that. You play the Suns on Friday in a matchup or a rematch of the first round of the Western Conference last year. So what are your thoughts on the Suns matchup on Friday, knowing that there's no uh, blank Jay Crowder to be assessed. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay Crowder has not. He will not be traveling with the Suns. Uh, I think it'll be he'll be up for that game. Yeah. I think they 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 had a, a really tough battle with Phoenix. I think that those guys think that they could have beaten Phoenix had they been 
remotely ho- uh, whole. Um, you know, I, I, I just, if the Pelicans could defend, right? If they mm-hmm. defend, they they have the offensive firepower to not only compete with everybody but beat everybody. Mm-hmm. But the defensive end is where they're gonna they're gonna make their chops, right? And I think against the Phoenix Suns, a team that we saw them come back against Dallas, but they were down mm-hmm. against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think again, this is a team where Zion and JV should have they should have an advantage. They start Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and DeAndre Aiden. Three slim, slim, slender guys. You should be able to eat in the paint, right? We, we, the paint should be the Pelicans should make every team like they they need to to schematically come up with a way to uh, defend the paint because they should attack the paint religiously, mm-hmm. especially against teams that are that do not have the size to to deal with them. Um, I think Phoenix is a a good defensive team. They're a good offensive team. They're they're led by obviously Devin Booker and and DeAndre Ayton, who seem to have found a little bit of pick and roll and and some mm-hmm. a rejuvenation there. Um, Chris Paul, you have to attack Chris Paul, right? If he, mm-hmm. he if he's out there, you have to attack him. Um, you know he's getting older in age and things like that. Monty Williams elected to to bench Chris Paul against Dallas to kind of like let the let the bench roll. Um, and so you want to get that right. You want to get into a situation where he can't play Chris Paul. Right? You saw what happens. You get in a close game with Chris Paul, he goes 14 for 14 and he closes you out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you wanna you wanna make sure that you you're attacking Chris Paul and, and making him defend, making Devin Booker defend, and just living in the paint because the DeAndre Ayton is not a defensive center. And Cam Johnson and, and Mikael Bridges, for as great as defenders that they are, you saw Brandon Ingram average like almost 30 against the Suns, and neither one of those guys have the size to deal with Zion. And so attack the paint, get those guys in foul trouble early. Um and and get Chris Paul and and Devin Booker moving defensively so that they're not just doing what they want to do offensively and then kind of hiding because you want to just go one on one or you know move and, and shoot shots that that aren't your game so attack make those guys defend um and and you ought to be able to 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 get those game get that game close in hopefully you know again you don't know who's playing but hopefully Zion or you know or, or maybe Brandon Ingram at that time we'll see. Uh, maybe one of those the two guys can close it out at the end. But it should be a really good game. It should yeah. be a really good game between those two. I look at this game, and I look at it very similar to this one. Do you manage the emotions? Mm-hmm. Like, again, this is a that's going to be a game they circle on the calendar because of how the series ended and the bad blood there. I don't think they're necessarily best friends again. So no. I think that that's going to be a game where you got to watch it a little bit, right? You got to watch the Jose and CP3. You got to watch the Herb and Devin Booker. You got to watch yourself a little bit. In that game, especially beginning their that road trip in the West. And mm-hmm. so I look at that. I look at how are you taking care of the ball? Look at the turnovers the last two games. Again, next game, kind of throw that one away. But you look at the Hornets game and it's like, okay, the reason they got back in because you had untimely turnover. Mm-hmm. Turnovers are not all created equal. When does the turnover happen? Is it in the middle of a run? Are they connected back to back? So on and so forth. And this game, same type of thing. The, the Jazz made you pay off t- turnovers. Well, if you do that versus Phoenix, you're going to get down 20 real quick, Mm -hmm. especially on the road. You got to take care of the ball. The thing that we went into the offseason talking about and still not being addressed, three-point shooting and rim protection. The last time this New Orleans Pelicans team saw the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton just did whatever he wanted in the paint. 
there's been no additions to the <laughs> roster in that regard. So what what does that look like? Are you going to let DeAndre Ayton cook you all night? Are you going to bring Larry Nance on there? Are you going to bring Jackson on there? Are you going to double? What what are the adjustments, right? Now that you've got a year of seeing what they do, what are your adjustments the next time out, right? And again, it's, it's going to be an emotional game for Willie every time he plays that team. So again, I, I think that it's a winnable game. But the Pellets have to play much better than they had the last two games on that. Which leads us to the last game of the week versus one of the best teams. In the league. Fantastic. The Clippers. This is one where you wish you had a full roster because you're probably going to need it. Um, Kawhi coming off the bench looks great. Paul yes, George is. looks great. Yes, John Wall just played for his first time in two decades. Looks great. <laughs> Their rotation players look great. They're still figuring themselves out, getting back into a rhythm, figuring out what their rotation is going to be. Where does Reggie Jackson fit in that mix? A lot of skill on that team. Yes. That's a that's a tough game going into it at full strength. Yes. And you're probably not going to be that going into that. So what are some of the keys that you're looking for out of that Clippers game next Sunday? You are going to have to defend. Oh. That is that you are that is going to be 48, 48 minutes of defending. Yeah. You have to defend. Paul George went for 40 last night and it was it was it was it was effort. a it was effort it was a real easy I think they're playing right now against the Suns uh but I I think they are the best team in the in the NBA uh just from the sheer depth the sheer amount of players that they have um it just seems as though when they sit one guy down they bring a guy in who's either just as good or maybe even better um and so you're going to have to you're going to have to defend everybody top to bottom uh, you're going to have to defend. They have big. They have a, a lumbering big man in, in Zubak. They have wings to match up with the wings and with the Pelicans. They have guard play with John Wall and Reggie Jackson. Um, and so you you just have literally a really really solid, well constructed, very expensive team. Um, and so the Pelicans are going to have to defend like crazy. Like listen, the Clippers, the Pelicans have had the Clippers number over the past couple of years. Whether Kawhi has been there, whether Paul George has been there, whether Zion has played, whether Brandon Ingram. Has, the Pelicans have had that number, um, but I do think this is a different team mm-hmm. altogether. I think that they have a different kind of uh, a different kind of focus now. Now that they know, like, hey, it's been three years of Kawhi and Paul George, and yet we have nothing to show for it. I think that with all of the talent that they have, that they they are on, they're going to be on a mission this season. And so you're going to have to defend. Um, you, none of those the the turnovers, the silly turnovers that you have against Charlotte and even against Utah. Um, those you absolutely cannot do against uh, that team. And they're going to have, you know, they have the guys to kind of throw at Brandon Ingram the same way that, you know, people feel the way the Pelicans have these wings to throw at other players. They have that plus some uh, to throw at Brandon Ingram and to throw at Zion and and things like that. And so it's going to be tough to beat that team, especially if you're not at full strength. Uh, And so you'll, you'll be able to see, you know, you saw it a little bit tonight about like the moxie, the Mm -hmm. the way to come back, the fight, the scrappiness. Depending on who's playing, you know, Friday uh, against that team uh, or against the Clippers that 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 game, you know, you're gonna have to see a lot of that, right? You're gonna have to see a lot of Jose fight uh, guys <laughs> just like defending and fighting like hell, and so uh, that's gonna be a, a very difficult game to win. Um, you know, I see I, I see the Pelicans dropping that one, uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see if if Zion and, and and Brandon Ingram hopefully you know can can do something. Uh, it's not looking likely, but you know we'll we'll see. Uh, if those guys are dead, then it gives you a better shot. Uh, but it's going to be very difficult. CJ is going to see a lot of bodies, uh, especially if those guys are not there. So it'll be difficult, but you know we'll see. We'll see how it goes. 
the thing that stands out to me, you talked about pick and roll covers. Like that's the team you definitely going to have to have some answers for there. They're also one of the best three point shooting teams in the league, which the Pelicans, they struggle. (laughs) Let's just call it that. They've also got those predatory wings that you talk about. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a game where you have to see Dyson Daniels. Like you cannot, you cannot put six foot guards on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Ask the Lakers. You cannot win. do it. Yeah, ask the Lakers. And if you win. see too much of that, like that's 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 a red flag in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something where you've got to utilize the bench. You've got to diverse. We've been talking about versatility on this on this bench all summer long. You got to use it. You got to use it. and You got to find the right combination there. The thing that I look at the most is contract of style. The, the exact mm-hmm. same thing. And I talked about this week versus the Nets. They want to get them up from three. You have got to make them pay with JV, with Zion, whoever is available, by attacking the rim and fouling them out and getting to the free throw line early. Because if you don't, and they hit too many threes in a row, and you try to play catch up with the three ball, that's a recipe for disaster. So for me, I think that you've got to be locked, to your point, you've got to be locked in defensively, and you can't be stubborn in in the moment. You've got to be able to, to be adaptable and adjustable to figure out what's worse, or you'll get down real quick versus a team like that. So, again, this is a, a murderer's row week, but I think that's going to be the theme in the NBA this season. There are a lot of good teams, and not too many people have gotten into the take for Victor Wanyama mode yet, so you're going to have to play some tough games uh, uh, at the big bidding stretch. But, again, the Pelicans all in all, 2-1 week, some injury scares, hopefully nothing too serious. You should find out more in the next couple of days or so, but – what you got left for the people, Garrett? As always, you never know what people are going through, so give somebody a smile today. Uh, listen, the, the 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 season is tipped off, and now you know you see the Pelicans with these expectations. Uh, you you know you hear people talk about the Pelicans in positive ways. Um, this is having it right. This is having a target on your back and having the the reputation of you know this is a well coached team and a team that has all these aspirations. And so Pelicans just have to find a way to shake back from their first you know their first tumultuous. Uh, Two, the, the two games and now the loss uh, against the Jazz. Again, you fly too close to the sun enough times, you will get burned. So, as always, follow me at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. Follow the uh, Pell's Pod Twitter page at Pell's Pod and on Instagram at Pelicans Podcast. And most importantly, like the, the video and subscribe to New Orleans.network. It's been good to see you in, in person, bro. It was, it's, it's always good to see you. And we'll see you guys next week, man.